basis of our governments being the opinion of the people, the very first object should be to keep that right. And were it left to me to decide whether we should have a government without newspapers or newspapers without a government, I should not hesitate a moment to prefer the latter. But I should mean that every man should receive those papers and be capable of reading them. Thomas Jefferson to Edward Carrington, 1787. Hey guys, welcome to our podcast, Civics Alert. In today's episode, we're talking about the free press and its importance to democracy. Freedom of press was among the five freedoms guaranteed by the First Amendment. In England, publishing anything that could be deemed disrespectful to the king, state, church, or officers was illegal and could lead to a jail sentence. When the colonies revolted, the founding fathers did not want to create a similar government to Great Britain. They believed that a free press would be able to keep the government in check. The first time the freedom of press was challenged in the United States on a national level was in 1971. Great emphasis has been put on the First Amendment, and rightly so. In 1967, Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara commissioned a secret government study into American involvement in the Vietnam War. What would become known as the Pentagon Papers was completed in 1968. This consisted of 47 volumes and over 7,000 pages. 15 copies were made. In early 1971, Daniel Ellsberg, who had worked on the project, made copies of the documents, and leaked them to reporters from the New York Times. The case, of course, raises important and difficult problems about the constitutional right of free speech and of the free press. And we've heard much about that from the press in the last two weeks. In June of 1971, New York Times began to publish these Pentagon Papers. They were successful in publishing the first three installments. But the Nixon administration obtained a restraining order for national security concerns, stopping any further publications of the Pentagon Papers. I thought that at least for purposes of this case, I thought that at least for purposes of this case, they conceded that uh, uh, an injunction uh, would be not violative of the First Amendment or put it this way, that despite the First Amendment, an injunction would be permissible in this case if the disclosure of this material would, in fact, pose a grave and immediate danger to the security of the United States. That is, that for purposes of this case, they've conceded that, but they have uh, said that, in fact, the disclosure of this material would not pose any such grave and immediate danger. The New York Times made an emergency appeal to the Supreme Court which heard the case the next day. In a 6-3 to three decision, the Supreme Court ruled that the Nixon administration's restraining order violated the First Amendment and that the New York Times could continue publishing the Pentagon Papers. This Supreme Court case established that, in most cases, government censorship of news is unconstitutional. This has even greater impact concerning news in the digital age. The press has changed significantly over the past decade as technology becomes more advanced. In this new era, anyone can post what they want and the government can't censor you. But whichever platform you are posting on can decide to censor you. For example, if you decide to post something on your support of an organization or individual that proclaims a violent mission, that post will most likely be removed to prevent real-world harm. 
But this also allows people to express their opinions more freely and openly than before. The internet has proven to be a powerful tool for aiding freedom of speech, and the digital age has made it possible for political activists to discuss different ideas and concepts with a wider audience than ever before. This allows for a free and open exchange of ideas through a digital platform, which has made quite an impact on the worlds of education. The digital age is changing how we communicate and educate each other. Free speech and new technology that makes it easier to connect and share ideas have the potential to cause even more changes within the world of education. But freedom of speech comes with its ups and downs, like fake news. The news, the free press allows for people to publish conspiracies or fake news for the public to see. This gives society a wrong impression on certain topics. For example, the coronavirus is a serious threat, but President Donald Trump has stated multiple times on Twitter and in public settings that the virus is nothing to worry about. President Trump also does not have a mandatory mask wearing policy at his rallies. This gives a public that supports President Trump the impression that the coronavirus really isn't a threat. This creates a danger to the United States. This also allows people to post their dangerous opinions and claims with no scientific backing on the coronavirus without censorship. All right. Thank you for listening to our first podcast of Civics Alert with Annika Calgren and Nidhi Bodawala. I hope this information was helpful to the new generation of adults.